You ever see that movie Space Truckers? Yep. The fucking killer robot things in Space Truckers. Okay. They don't really have a face, but they do have a, a head with a weird thing coming out, and it's fucking... They're just off-putting, and they move kind of like a spider, no. but also like a person. Nice. Yeah. Spider person. Like Spider-Man. Like Spider-Man. Steve Spider-Man. We went down the rivers. We crossed the plains. Over the mountains, we fought in streams. We went west. We trapped, we mined, we carved our names. With guns and axes, we sought our fame. Our destiny was manifest. May God help those who stood in the way of business, progress, and the USA. USA. I had a guy show me a surgical scar on his back uh, yesterday for proof of facts, or tried to. Surgical scar on his back? Yeah. It's like, okay, this guy walked in, and he's like, he acted like he knew the place, and he looks somewhat familiar, but he also was carrying an empty can of beer in his pocket. (laughs) And, uh, hey, man, what's up? Uh, Oh, man, has anybody been around? I haven't been in this neck of the woods in a while. I'm like, I don't know, I just opened, so... You know, it was in like, a, a while, as yeah, yeah. in like 35 years. Yeah, and then uh, he, he's like, well, I guess I'll have a beer. He's like, well, I got to see your proof of vaccine. Like, what do you mean? He's like, I got to see your proof of vaccination, like your vaccination card. Well, I'll tell you what, I just got out of the hospital yesterday, and he like, pulls up his shirt, and there's just a cut down the middle of his spine where they had just removed the stitches. You could see where they'd removed the stitches, and it was just newly healed. So, what the fuck? Well, they, were, they gave me some shots, and they were testing me every day. I was in the hospital. So does that work for you? <laughs> No. <laughs> Some shots. Cool story. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you need a beer, dude. You just had a bunch of shots. Well, and then he's like, well, man, is there like somewhere else around that, you know, maybe somebody like new is working there that won't check? <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least he was, you know. Honest. Honest and kind of all right about it. Yeah, it's just you don't walk around with it. Empty beer can in your pocket and try, try to act all like normal and shit. And then just hey, how's it going? I'm totally take, take, your, take your shirt off and show me a giant, you know, it was a weird start to my day. Recently gaping wound. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. This count as a fax card? It's like, it's cool and all, but no. Thanks for the nightmares, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you're not coming in. So, yeah, that's how that went. Super. All right. Welcome back to How the West Was Fucked. How the West. Plus. Will just got back from, if you listen to the Pulaski episode, he was out doing the Pulaski pilgrimage mm-hmm. last weekend. Pulaski Trail. Send us a bunch of uh, pictures of Pulaski's and mm-hmm. Pulaski-related materials. That's true. Yep. And went to Avery, too. Yep. On the other side. It's not much there. Nobody cares. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Did we even talk about Avery in that episode? Yeah, because it was... Oh, was that the one where they kept on going back and forth with the train, and then they stopped the drunk guy to death because he was on fire? Uh, or, no, no, that, that was, was Liberty. Or... That was that was Taft. That was Taft. Taft. Oh yeah. But Avery it was used to be named for after Gifford, and then they changed it to Rockefeller's, like grandson or something. Oh, perfect. Yep. Oh, there's a fucking terrible change. Well, speaking of shitty capitalists and rich people, uh, Tony, what do you know about the Johnson County War? 
Oh, we mentioned that in the Big Burn, didn't we? No, we mentioned that oh, in, in the, the Stuart Stranglers. Stuart Stranglers, that's right, yeah. And you promised that we would be doing the Johnson County War. And so here we are. I'm living up to that. Fuck, I'm fulfilling that promise. Yeah. Wow. I don't know shit about it. Yeah. I accepted it. I assume it probably happened in Johnson County, but. Johnson County, what state do you figure? Uh, what, what state do you hope? Hold on, hold on. Let me think, let me think, let me think. It's going to be Montana? No. Ah, fuck. We did mention what state it is in in the Stewart Stranglers. And I thought we did it. I thought all the Stewart shit was in Montana. It was, but okay. the Johnson County War wasn't. <laughs> it's in Wyoming. Wyoming, yeah. whatever. Yep. The other Montana. Just south of Andes. House. South of the Andes? Yeah, south, yep. south of Andes. Mm-hmm. Like the the mints. Like right. mint capital of the world. Yes. It's also, I think, the uh, loosely represented in the awesome movie Shane that everybody had to watch. Shane! <laughs> Shane? I just, I just remember that fucking kid at the end screaming, Shane, come back, Shane. It's like <laughs> the worst, just the most grating child actor voice George Stevens, creator of such masterpieces as Giant and his Academy Award-winning A Place in the Sun, enlarges the scope of the screen with a motion picture whose monumental background is matched by the stature of its moving human drama. Drama that began when a mysterious stranger rode in from out of nowhere to play a decisive role in the lives of these rugged pioneers. You call me Shane. Shane, who attracted the woman with his quiet strength who fascinated the boy with the glint of his gun. We'd all be much better off if there wasn't a single gun left in this valley. A gun is as good or bad as a man using it. From the clash of elemental forces, George Stevens has created a motion picture unforgettable for its spectacle and scope, its great human story, its deadly conflict. I've heard about you. What have you heard, Shane? I've heard that you're a low-down Yankee liar. This is a Western. Oh, that's why I haven't seen it. I thought it was Shawnee, so I was going to watch it. Yeah. But then I well, found out it was a Western. That's, like, that's the French dub. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's I can't remember. It's like the gunfighter that... What... Uh, gets kind of taken in by a family or something and mm-hmm. is hanging out with the kid. It's like Old Yeller, except for Old Yeller's a gunfighter and doesn't get rabies. <laughs> and I think they dig up a tree at some point, too. Yeah, Ooh. well, that's how he ingratiates himself with the dad, aren't they, like, having to chop roots? Fucking They're, riveting. Like, working mm-hmm. on a tree stump for 17 hours worth of film. Yep. <laughs> You'd love it. <laughs> Sounds fucking exciting <laughs> as hell. Anyway, there's been a lot of westerns based on John- Johnson County War, but you know they always said it in like Texas or something instead because nobody believes in, Mo- in Wyoming anyway. It's no, like North sure. Dakota when you got the lowest population in the United States, you become Narnia. So mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, let we'll uh, kick it off with the uh, Comic Sans. Lovely oh, a lovely and- NPR voice. Mm. Oh man, now he's come to <laughs> starting to fucking expect shit. Now. Yeah, <laughs> Pavlovian training. It's working. Next, we're going to get him to poop himself when we ring a bell. <laughs> what? Oh, man. 
Oh, everybody thinks the brown note's like a really low note, but it's nope. actually like very high pitched, yep. mm. almost inaudible. Uh, 1879, Peace County changed its name to Johnson County. Yeah. Fuck Peace. <laughs> Check out my Johnson. And the town of Buffalo was the county seat. Changed its name from Bison because nobody <laughs> knew what that was. Uh, Frank Catton was the sheriff in 1883. Uh, Charles Burrett was the leading lawyer in Buffalo of all the five lawyers. <laughs> Robert Foote was the leading merchant of the five merchants. Robert Foote? Mm-hmm. Yeah, bogus. His partner, Jack Hand. Yeah, I wonder what his family used to do for a living. Kick ass. <laughs> Chew bubblegum. And W.G. Red Angus. Yeah. Love that restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, rap- was, it's a rapist. <laughs> he was the mayor of Laurel Avenue, which was the red light district. Mayor He's the mayor of Laurel Avenue? Avenue? What the fuck kind of civic... <laughs> civic uh, Hey, like demarcations are happening. They hadn't figured it out yet. They well, didn't know what they were doing. Of First the five well, streets in Buffalo. I was going to say, Buffalo isn't that big today. It can't have been that fucking big back then. <laughs> Every street had its own fucking like, governor. Yeah. Well, Buffalo is where when you come out of the fucking bighorns and your brakes are smoking because you've oh, just yeah. driven 45 miles down a just downward hill. Wait, is that where is that where that happened to me? No, that was no. Sawtooth or something. Or uh, that was that was in Yellowstone coming past uh, oh, Mammoth, yeah, Mammoth right. Hot Springs. Ooh, yeah. right. The I had the big ass van with like nine people. Yeah, in you, it, you never you never went to that part of Wyoming. It's it's uh, you leave like ten sleep and you climb up the Bighorns and you go down the other side and you come out in Buffalo. Oh, okay. And so you your car overheats going up the the Bighorns. Your brakes overheat, and then your coming, brakes overheat down. coming down. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember that was fucking terrifying when my shit like the the drums on the the back brakes of my van. Got so hot that they expanded out to where the shoes wouldn't touch anymore. So I'm breaking with just the front, and it's not working, and mm. it's like shaking like fucking crazy. Yeah, I'm like, you, well, and you know how that road is fuck. when you come out of Mammoth, where you you know mm-hmm. it's a little windy. Yeah, just, yeah. just a little windy. Yeah, I, I ended up pulling over. It was actually a really cool spot. With a, what were the, it was like a bunch of um, not tidal pools. It was uh, Mammoth Hot Springs. Oh, Mammoth Hot, hot springs. springs. You just said. <laughs> Duh. <clears throat> it was these. Uh, they were almost like springs that were hot. Yeah, and they were they were kind of like. Huge. Yeah. I've been in the springs. Good good fucking That's work. One of two spots where you can actually go into hot springs in Yellowstone. Oh, oh really? Yep. Were you the guy cooking a fucking chicken in the in the geyser or well, whatever? Mm-hmm. Nowadays they have a lot of you know how they they uh they'll like get plugged up and then they stop being a spring and then another one erupts eventually. Like one of the pools that's been active for like a lot of years is now dry. Oh. But there's another one forming. I mean we were just there in what, like March, so Mm. That was interesting, but they have all the signs, like, you know, where it just pretty much shows, like, a kid getting fucking steamed to death by a geyser while, oh, yeah, while, like, a, while a lady's, like, screaming. Is that the one where his hat's flying yep. off? Yeah, yep. I love that it, one. It's, it's, it's blasting with steam and it's knocking his hat off, which is the real tragedy. <laughs> yeah, but they, they put up, there's some pretty new ones of those up around Mammoth, so they must be some geothermal new fuckery occurring. Yeah, just getting ready to blow, probably. I was going to say, get your fucking bug out bag ready. Get your umbrella and your... Uh, just Gorp. like there's a, a boat at the bottom of Yellowstone Lake, and now it's rising to the surface because it's expanding that much. Well, it's a ghost ship. It's fine. Mm. It'll be fucking pirates of Lake Yellowstone, <laughs> which Tony like went swimming in, but it uh, was so cold he had to pee his pants to make himself go in the water. Yep. <laughs> now I've got to do it. Yep. 
That's how you do that. All right, anyway. Uh, well, Red Angus, he had the first criminal case in Johnson County brought against him for pistol whipping a man. Yeah. Oh. And he had to pay a fine of $80. Oh, that's pretty steep. That's very fucking, for just for buffaloing somebody? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. However, Did Buffalo the mayor of fucking 2nd Avenue or however, something? However, I would yep. pay $80 for a permit that would allow you to at least one time pistol whip somebody. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a couple <laughs> candidates in mind. Yeah, because at least that way you could like, hey, hey, all right. <laughs> yeah. Stand still. Yep. I only get one shot. <laughs> I'm aiming for your fucking teeth. <laughs> Grab the bunt line by the two hands with a barrel and yeah, whack like, him like a fucking baseball use bat. Use my fucking AR pistol. There you go. Six pounds. So. Oh, perfect. Uh, at the beginning of the county, large corporations started pushing beeves into the southern end of Johnson County on their own land and on public land. Which there was a lot care. of and yep. kind of still is in Super Wyoming. Mm-hmm. 1886, Frank Catton decided not to run for sheriff again. Some people didn't like the rough way he handled things. Uh, one of his deputies had shot and killed a potential horse thief. <laughs> Fucking thought crime. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Precog. <laughs> so he went to work as chief stock detective for the Wyoming Stock Growers Association. Well, wait a minute. I want to go back to the precogs. You remember that the governor of Texas said he's going to uh, he's going to get all the rapists off the street in Texas. The current governor? Yeah. Uh, well, that's why they don't have an exception for rape in the new abortion laws. Oh, yeah. And it's because, well, I'm going to wipe out all the rapists in Texas. Well, the problem is nobody's a rapist until they, until they rape. rape so, somebody. you know, precog and just, hey, you look kind of rapey. Bloom. You know, like. Also, why haven't you done it yet, dude? And, all, and also. He's been in office for how long now? A, because it's impossible. Yeah, and exactly. B, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, well, if you're so against rape, why didn't you just do it to begin with, fuckface? And, yeah, because he's an idiot. But, you know. Oh, my rapists live in Texas. E.U. <laughs> uh, Snyder, E.U. Snyder was Ew. elected sheriff. Then the bad winter set in, killing most of the cattle. 50% in Wyoming, 75% in Montana. And shitload in North Dakota. Isn't that the same winter that forced mm-hmm. Teddy Roosevelt out of the cattle business? So that would have been 87, 88, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's the one we talked about in Stuart, uh, Granville Stewart. Mm-hmm. And in Marquis de Moray. Yeah. And probably will again. Yep. Uh, membership in the Wyoming Stock Growers Association was 443. But a year later, it dropped to 365. Talk then- about hundreds of dollars to join? No, oh, members. Oh, member. Okay, got it. Yeah. Then a year Why, after that was one eighty-three. It seems like it's getting cheaper. What do so, I get? Yeah. Is there like a jacket or like you know a platinum card or <laughs> members only cattleman jacket? <laughs> Buffalo Bill fringes on it. I was gonna say it's actually made out of sheepskin for some reason. Yeah. Well, that's a big thing. Okay, we'll get to that. Okay. With the sheep. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Frank Catton was asked to take a pay cut. That's how much. It was going great for him. He actually looked into running for sheriff again in 1888. But the great kill-off of 1887 opened the door for smaller cattle operations there. How dare they? Mm-hmm. Um, the most land a person could legally patent was uh, 1,120 acres. Which is a shitload of fucking land. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's a small fraction of what is needed for a huge cattle operation, though. Uh, President Grover Cleveland was also cracking down on the big operation's fraudulent claims to land. But not all cattlemen went out of business. The ones that stayed in business were the ones that adapted. 
running fewer cattle and furnishing more hay during the winter. Yeah, Imagine that. Kind of like how you now do most yeah. places. Okay. <laughs> what, you mean I can't put unlimited cattle on, like, native grassland and have them, like, survive and get mm. fat? And... Shocking. Shocking. There, uh, there almost used to be, feel like there used to be some kind of cre- creature before ca- cattle ca- that, cow, that could do that. Cow-like some in nature of, almost. Some kind of hairy cow-like thing that, <laughs> but very, very that, we needed to, sur- that we needed to wipe out and replace with a chittier version. Yeah, I was saying, but like, some cow-like creature that was actually able to survive fucked up winters and shit. Yeah. In the if, if, if only there were such a miracle animal that existed. <laughs> well, can you ride them, though? Sure. Why well, do you try to ride many cattle? You ever yeah, see? The, no. You ever see the fucking buffalo rider? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking. I just watched it last night. There is a young man. Few people have known. Rides the wild buffalo, buffalo Jones. His love for. They're dead. Uh, 1888, Sheridan County was split off from Johnson County, and that created bad blood in the, the county there. Ooh, you're not in my county anymore, you some bitch. One newspaper editor was shot in effigy in Sheridan. What? Shot in effigy? Yeah, they made yep. a they made a scarecrow of the person. Oh, I, fi- I, I see, it. I see. Oh, that's lamer than I thought. Yeah. Come on, you can light it on fire. So yeah, exactly. What kind of lazy... Maybe it was summer and they didn't want to start range fire. Sure. Being responsible. When does that ever fucking stop these <laughs> dumb <Never>. shits? <laughs> anyway, he had to hightail it for Billings. That's how bad it got. Holy fuck. That's a, bit of, that's a ways in a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1888, Kenton ran for sheriff nomination for Democrat again, but he was defeated by Red Angus, the popular whoremonger. Yes. <laughs> Is that what his commercials were like? I'm Red Angus, popular whoremonger. <laughs> you remember me? You may remember me from such whorehouses as. <laughs> yeah. I stand for lower taxes and less government burden on a little man. You know. <laughs> so Frank Catton was shocked by the insult, and Red Angus won the position of sheriff. So oh. now they have a whoremonger sheriff. All right. Isn't that like? Of all things to monger. I thought it was like, was that like a romance novel? Like some kind of bodice ripper? <laughs> oh, that's the that's the, the next uh, fucking... Uh, Comanche Come On. Comanche Come On. That's yeah. the next book we're going to get for uh, Sheriff, February. Sheriff Whoremonger. Mountain, Mountain Man Jack Pike meets the Sheriff Whoremonger. Uh, the Wyoming Stock Growers Association had the policy of Mavericks. That was the unban- uh, unbranded calves who were missing their brothers. Yeah, free cows. That the biggest corporations were entitled to all the Mavericks. Yeah, because that's awesome. You, you get what he's saying there. <clears throat> so so th- if there's like like okay. rogue, rogue cows running around without brands, then the Stockroads Association just gets to have them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not that, okay, it's like um, there's products, like free products out there, but Walmart gets them. Oh, not, I got Not you. everybody else. Not mom and pop's. 
or just people right. or anything. It's right. it like basically whoever already has the most shit gets all the extra shit. That's fucking stupid. Nope, that's America. That's what that's what they do. Oh, it is stupid. But <laughs> you're right. It is America. <laughs> And it's fucking stupid. And they made that a law in the territorial legislator in 1884. But the small farmers were not pleased for some reason. Shocking. Because, you know, basically if it's just one calf that wanders away from its mother and got to snatch them up. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was nearly impossible to get a conviction for cattle theft, though. That's what the Wyoming Stock Growers Association thought. It's kind of impossible to prove. Well, if if, if, you, if you brand them, that's mm. why you brand them. But Frank Canton was not actually Frank Canton. Hmm? He was Charlotte Copley. <laughs> 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 it's the Spanish Inquisition. Hey, man, that's a great jacket. Where'd you get it? <laughs> I'm a ranger, baby. Uh, he had fled Texas and uh, had an extensive criminal history. His real name was Joe Horner. <laughs> Uh, Henry Strong was a Texas lawman who tried to arrest one of Catton's friends and gang members for a post office burglary. Give me all your fucking stamps. Exactly. <laughs> he was named Henry Jones. Strong tried to arrest Jones and shot him for resisting the arrest. Uh, several attempts were made on Strong's life. In 1874, Joe Horner was charged with aggravated assault and two cases of cattle theft in Jacksboro, Texas. Uh, Horner, while out on bail, got into another saloon fight with two black soldiers of the 10th Tev- Cavalry. 10th Cavalry. Otherwise known as <laughs> Buffalo Soldiers. I was going to say. Just say Buffalo Soldiers since you're having a stroke. <laughs> yeah. I'm so used to 7th Cavalry. Yeah, it's the 10th, 9th and 10th. <laughs> the 10th. This incident erupted in a running gunfight where Horner shot one man. Yeah. And didn't kill him, though. Well, because he's running. Mm-hmm. Then shot another man and did kill him. Oh. Horner was charged with just one count of assault for this because it was black, against... Black soldiers versus white mm-hmm. people. Shocking. But uh, early 1875, Horner was charged with two more counts of cattle theft. Uh, one of the bondsmen withdrew his bond, so Horner ended up in jail. Uh, a week later, friends busted him out. By, by handing him a shovel and a rifle mm-hmm. no no that was already in there <laughs> they just told him where it was yeah <laughs> no it's behind the cabinet it's under your pillow dude yeah. <laughs> so horner went full outlaw after that because <laughs> he wasn't before <laughs> yeah they robbed a bank in comanche texas uh henry strong had tracked them there and asked a posse to trail him but the trail went cold but the gang was captured in san antonio the jury took only 25 minutes to convict him he was sentenced to 10 years hard labor at the state pen in Huntsville. Uh, only two weeks after the trial, Horner escapes again. I was going to say, how'd he break out? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he sawed his way through his leg irons in the wall of with the jail. The, with the saw that was left conveniently sitting next to him. What mm-hmm. was the, oh God, I know we talked about this before. There's like a kids in the hall where they're like, the trappers are like going through the office. The French oh, trappers. Oh, yeah. one goal. He's got the spirit. He's got spirit. <laughs> There's a dude in a suit with fucking gnawed his own leg off to get out of the <laughs> trap. No, Francois, let that one go. He has spirit. Someday he may be vice president. A few days later, Horner robbed a stage. Uh, he was surrounded by locals and had a gunfight. 
Horner surrendered. There was a firefight. Wait, I don't know why, but at this point, I imagine him completely surrounded, and everybody has the Joker guns with the super long barrel, yeah. and they're just fighting like swords. Okay. Ching, 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 ching. I'm more picturing just people bucking off shots and nobody really hitting anybody anywhere important, and just well, like blowing off earlobes and pinkies. And well, if that's the case, screaming, and he's and completely surrounded, then you got yourself a, you know, circle. Oh, ninja, ninja three, the domination ninja. situation yeah, yes. on your hands. Always. Uh, he surrendered, but his friend got away. Horner was quickly tried this time. He got another 10 years. <laughs> Did the kid, wait, so 20 now, or is it just 10? Uh, I, I lost track. 10, 10 plus 10 would be 20. <laughs> that would be 20, okay. <laughs> I'm just wondering if they're like, well, you got away fair and square the yeah. first time. So that one's null and void. Yeah, We're yeah. Gonna try again. Yeah. Uh, he spent <laughs> two years at the state pen and was well-behaved. <laughs> So he could earn himself an assignment for outside work. Oh, God, don't give it to him. And then Where he just escape watched. was er, er, easier. Shocking. <laughs> I'm going to go take this horse for a walk over those hills mm-hmm. with this knapsack full of food. Did you, did you ever, uh, did you guys ever see a movie called uh, I Love You, Philip Morris? Uh, yeah, a long like, time ago. It was like uh, Ewan McGregor and uh, fucking Jim, the, Carrey. Jim Carrey are like, they're like like gay lovers. And they both get locked up, I think. Or Jim Carrey gets locked up, I know. And he ends up, like, breaking out of prison, like, fucking, like, a heroic amount of times. And at one point, he, like, fakes uh, having AIDS or something and almost dying. And he's, like, drinking fucking, like, you know, like, toilet cleaner and shit to make himself sick. And then they finally put him in, like, a minimum security, like, like, you know... Yeah. hospital wing or whatever hospital ward and he fucking escapes out of that shit too oh it's and it's like based on a true story apparently mm-hmm. it's a fucking excellent movie oh i'll have to check it out it's rad it's no ninja three the domination though. nothing is no except for ninja three uh uh ninja three the domination has a instagram page oh wow only ninja three the domination <laughs> so every time i've ever posted something and tagged it ninja three domination ninja three domination the in the page like Fucking checks us out. Like Skynet comes and... <laughs> but Ninja 3 Domination follows us now on Instagram. Awesome. So that's cool. I don't, know, yeah. if I don't know if I'm comfortable with Ninja 3 the Domination following. <laughs> and they're yeah. posting like every other day about one movie. Nice. It's excellent. It's, yeah. like, the, it's like the Wendy's Twitter. It's like, oh, yeah, it's totally. like the most savage corporate shit Twitter on the fucking planet. <laughs> anyway, August 1879, Horner escapes again and was never recaptured this time. Ah. Because he, he went to Wyoming, Johnson County. And nope. there he was employed by the Wyoming Stock Growers Association. Because <laughs> if you can't beat them, join them, I yeah, guess. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, if you're a corrupt piece of shit that's bitching about thieves, just hire thieves. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, criminal history? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, sign right here. Yeah, Thank yeah. you very much. What kind? What kind? Stagecoach robbery? <laughs> well, that's fine. Stampede and no cattle? No rustling, though. <laughs> Stampede and cattle? Through the Vatican? Awesome. <laughs> in 1889, criminal charges were filed in Johnson County that heralded the conflict between large and small cattlemen. In May, the Sentinel paper reported the rewards totaled $22,000 for turning in cattle thieves. Um, though before, there was no hint of problems with cattle theft. Because sure there are now. <laughs> well, it's kind of like, you know, we got to put in these election or voter laws, you know, for all the voter fraud that's not, not happening. Because <laughs> yeah, right. we plan on doing uh, it. was probably the big ranch owners like Fred Hess and ex-sheriff Frank Canton. And what? Ex-sheriff? Ex-sheriff. Oh, ex-sheriff. Yeah. 
Frank Catton, who's yeah, not yeah, actually Frank Catton. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's Slim Pickens or whatever. And there was a sharp increase in land applications that were probably agitating the large cattlemen. Hmm. And the cattle industry was still down. Sent some fuckery. Uh, Hess and others chased off more cautious families. Well, Not the stupid ones, I guess. What's the other thing they? What's the other clever thing they did since the the cattle market? You know, cattle were going very cheap because there were too many cattle on the market. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what did these guys do? The kill all the cow? No, they did the exact opposite. They put more cows. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> that's what you do when there's a. Uh, too much supply and it's then driving you the prices down. You flood the market you even more. should definitely flood it even more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but one of the more tenacious men who tried to settle Ooh. and who wouldn't run was... Uh, O.H. Jack Flag. Oh. Not Black Flag, Jack Flag. Oh, Jack Flag. Uh, Flag came to Johnson County in 1882. Uh, in 1886, he was active in a strike called by the Wyoming Cowboys after the wages were cut. So just imagine cowboys going on strike, yeah. picketing. They also wanted paid maternity leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the Stock Growers Association blacklisted them. So no more flag in the, in the operation. Well, in their little criminal organization. Mm-hmm. And 1887, he brought, bought his own brand and homesteaded on the Red Fork of the Powder River. Yeah, take that, you motherfuckers. In 1888, Flagg sold interest in his outfit to four men, all from Texas. Uh, during a roundup, Flagg got into a fight with Mike Shonzi, who was a foreman for Joseph M. Carey, one of the biggest outfits in Wyoming. Jesus, this is like a fucking mafia movie. It, so it, many it, fucking it, names. No, it absolutely is a mafia movie, though. That's, <laughs> damn, dude. I mean... Uh, Flagg beat him repeatedly with a riding quart. Yeah. A what? Like a horse crop. Like oh, a, a crop. Like a okay. little, little, little yeah, whip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd never heard it called that before. Whip it good. Uh, Hess and Flagg hated each other. Each accused the, uh, the other for stealing. Uh, Frank Catton, or Horner, and Flagg hated each other too. Uh, Flagg participated in the roundup of the Wyoming Stock Growers Association, but it forbade any non-members for participating in the roundup. Woo. So, even though it's your really cows good. out there, you can't go get them. Yep. You just gotta let the big guys entrust them to bring in your cows for you, because I'm sure you'll get those back. Don't worry, we'll take good <laughs> care of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, 1889, Flag and his partners were arrested, even though they had no evidence against him. The big cattle outfits knew that he wouldn't be convicted, but hoped that he'd stay in jail for the fall roundup. But then, you know, oh, wow. then the key was baked into a loaf of bread along with a file and <laughs> yeah. a shotgun. So fucking Beagle Boy shit. But they posted the high bond and were out. So the big cattle companies went to trial against three other men that year, but they were all acquitted. So the big cattlemen were shocked and furious that they can't get convictions on these people, on their, you know, with their small businessmen. Yeah. They would hope that they could have kind of bought and paid for the jur- juries, but it wasn't working out so good for them. Mm-hmm. So now this kind of convinces them that they couldn't get any criminal prosecutions against them, so they had to take matters into their own hands, Uh-oh. I guess. Because what's a rich cattleman to do? Hire Tom yeah. Horn? Actually, kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How the West was fucked will be right back. Come gather around you, it's time to learn a lesson. 
of Finding. The law of finding, though not prescribed by statute, is well defined by precedent. It may be stated thus. The finder has a clear title against the whole world except the owner. The proprietor of a hotel or shop has no right to demand the property on the premises. Such proprietor may make regulations in regard to lost property which will bind his employees, but they cannot bind the public. The law of finding was declared by the King's Bench, England, over 100 years ago, in a case which the facts were these. A person found a wallet containing a sum of money on a shop floor. He handed the wallet and contents to his shopkeeper to be returned to the owner. After three years, during which the owner did not call for his property, the finder demanded the wallet and the money from the shopkeeper. The latter refused to deliver them upon the ground that they were found on the premises. The former then sued the shopkeeper, and it was held as above set forth that against all the world but the owner, the title of the finder is perfect, and the finder has been held to stand in the place of the owner so that he was permitted to prevail in action against a person who found an article which the plaintiff had originally found but subsequently lost. The police have no special rights in regard to articles lost unless those rights are conferred by statute. Receivers of articles found are trustees for the owner or finder. They have no power in the absence of special statute to keep an article against the finder any more than the finder has to retain an article against the owner. What the fuck? Uh, Johnson County was not the only place in Wyoming to suffer conflict. Summer of 1889, big cattlemen clashed with two people at homesteaded on the Sweetwater River in central Wyoming. If you remember this one. Mm-hmm. Is uh, this uh, fucking, uh, what's his name, uh, Ranger? Uh, it was 1889, six cattlemen lynched Ellen Watson, or Cattle Kate. Oh, oh yeah, Cattle yeah. Kate, that's right. That's right. Oh, and James Averill. That was Ladies of the yeah. Ladies of the Old West. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When Bo was sitting in his car with a really shitty microphone in the middle of a thunderstorm. Well, as you do, <laughs> nothing but the finest song quality for me. <laughs> I'm doing the next one in a bathtub under the water. <laughs> so the the rumors were that Cattle Kate got her cows from trading her quote unquote favors yep. to the cattlemen. That's right. Yeah, because like I think, what do we say? Like, how do you make change when people are paying you for sex and cows? <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of there's got to be some kind of joke about beef and beef curtains or something. Yeah. Anyway, hang on a sec. Oh yeah, the joke police are after you. <laughs> Always a siren out on the plains while we're sitting yeah. around a campfire. <laughs> a lot of brush fires. Uh, well, and and who's spreading the rumors that Kate was. Given sexual favors for cattle. Uh, of course, that's the big cattleman. Wyoming well, yeah, Stock it's, Growers it's, Association. It's, yeah, and it's in the newspaper that's, oh. that's owned by the Stock Growers Association. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Association. So there's going to be a lot of that, too. Oh, Super duper. So much. Mm-hmm. So much. Fucking so they kill her. They uh, string her up. From a tree. Like, yeah, and they, I think they kind of slow hung her, didn't they? Like, the not the cool mm-hmm. break your neck way, more like the. Yeah, choke, it choke was like for her 20 and, minutes and shit your pants. Her yeah. and a friend of hers, right? Yeah, like a, outside uh, of their cabin or some shit? A, uh, uh, Jim Averill. Yeah, that's right. Fuck. She Good was long. 28 when she died. She was from a Scottish family, but she was never a prostitute, even though there was prostitutes with similar names that she was probably confused for. Like Cow Kate. Kitty Kate. Beef Kate. But beef. she was never known as Cattle Kate. Angus Kate. Longhorn Kate. Beef Kate! <laughs> <laughs> 
James Avril was stationed at Fort McKinney. In 1880, he was charged with shooting and killing Charlie Johnson, a big, aggressive man with a history of brawls. Oh. And on one several, it can't be one several occasion. Why did I write that? <laughs> certain occasion? <laughs> one certain occasion threatened to kill Avril. He was held, held in jail with big nose George Parrott. Hey. Oh, who got turned into Ashtray, luggage and bowling shoes. Bag and shoes. And, mm-hmm. Till he was lynched from jail. Uh, the case against Avril was dismissed. The courts deciding the military should prosecute, which they declined. Guantanamo. Uh, Avril was honorably discharged from the Army in 1881. Uh, but Avril worked around Rollins to save enough money for a homestead application. He brought back a bride from Wisconsin, but she died uh, and the baby too during childbirth. Uh, July 1885, Avril filed a new claim for a ranch 15 miles north of his original uh, site. Uh, that was along the road to Rollins to Fort McKinney. He planned on a road ranch where he could sell meals in a small general store. Oh, so he's doing the Colonel Sanders method. Mm-hmm. Uh, there he met Ellen Watson. Uh, mm-hmm. Though they didn't officially marry, they both could claim separate land claims. So their lands totaled a complete section. You know, 640 acres. Total section sounds like a car crash. <laughs> but August 1888, Albert John Bothwell brought 1,500 cattle to the Sweetwater. That dirty motherfucker. I both, and I both well. Mm-hmm. He ran them on a huge swath of land that uh, he claimed as his range. Huge tracts of land. Though he didn't have legal ownership, but he fenced it all in. Oh, see, that's fighting words. Mm-hmm. Uh, which included Avril and Watson's claims. Oh, so he just kind of fenced them into his land? Mm-hmm. And none of it was his land. He just went and yeah. put up a fence and was like, mine. Does any of this sound familiar yeah. at all? <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, as late as 1917, Bothwell fenced in public land. Just something he did. Wow. Uh, Bothwell wanted to put up a town there in that area and call it Bothwell. Of course he did. <laughs> yeah, because the guy doesn't sound like any kind of self-important megalomaniac <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. Welcome to the Bothwell public... <clears throat> Bothwell Tower. Bothwell Tower. Bothwell, in- Bothwell Casino. Bothwell County, Bothwell City. <laughs> Bothwell Mayor. Uh, he tried to buy out Ellen and Avril, but they refused. Uh, even in 1888, not everyone traveled by rail. Some used the old Oregon Trail... Oh, goody. Mm-hmm. Get to, like, see all the skeletons and discarded pianos. So an immigrant from Nebraska sold a cattle cate, 28 head of foot sore cattle for a dollar a head. If you move from Nebraska to Wyoming, are you an immigrant? Emigrant with the E. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Heard that wrong. Nebraska guy. <laughs> Nebraska man. I mean, yeah. Hi. I, th- I thought that was weird, too. Like, Hi, I'm Nebraska guy. Hey, man, wh- where you come from? Oh, Nebraska. Oh, did you join the Army to get your citizenship? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So she buys the the cattle for a dollar a head and puts them in a corral, but didn't brand them right away. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, you fucked up. That's a rookie fucking mistake. Oh, uh, that's because Ellen and Jimmy had a... Didn't have a brand. Oh, no. Had to work to get one, making five separate tries, and all rejected by Carbon County. Wait, how do you... You got to apply for a brand that's not taken by somebody else? Okay, so you design it yourself, and then send it to the them, I, and then they okay it? I or? guess. I mean, most times it's your initials or some kind of, like, thing like that. It just depends. Like, I was just thinking, like, are there... There's got to be, like, design 
parameters where it's like if you draw a fucking giant cock well, with a squirting it, 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 load, here, like, the squirting a load. Here's the thing like, is, nah. you got to make a branding iron. Yeah. Okay, so it's got to be something that's legible that you can just stick on a cow. Right. So it, you're not going to put, like, fucking the Mona Lisa on the side of a cow. Sure, sure. But you could draw a penis pretty easy. Or yeah, I mean, I'm sure. <laughs> well, there was, yeah, there's shit like that. Hot air balloon. Sometimes there's, like, a cowboy hat, or I've seen, like, Turkey Track, or, like, Theodore Roosevelt's was famously, he had the Elkhorn and the Maltese Cross. Yeah, yeah. Which is the Maltese Cross is kind of uh, disturbingly close to a swastika, but yeah. whatever. Or, like, you know, my dad's was actually, I found out after he died, um, we always called it the lazy bee because it looks like a bee, mm-hmm. was actually an E with a, uh, I think it was an E with a B or something because it was actually my mom's uncle's emo. It was taken from that. Oh, okay. But then, like, my dad and my uncle had one that I think it was like a diamond S. So, yeah, oh, like just, the a diamond S? Like that thing everybody drew in high school? No, just. Like a diamond. In oh, the okay. Ass. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the, the sweet ass ass. Yeah. <laughs> but either which way, it, it's it's kind of arbitrary, but the biggest thing is you shouldn't have one. Then they have the brand registry, registry, and you can't, of course, have one that is somebody else's. Right. And you want to make sure there's no, like, oops. And then, uh, but the problem is they could e- very easily be like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you wanted to have the the dick brand? Oh, sorry, that's already taken. Yeah. Try again. Yeah, you know, yeah. as many times as yeah, they, they want. Yeah, they reject you, you for, for exactly reject you for any reason they felt like. Right. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And just for being a small farmer, they probably did. Yeah. Uh, in March 1889, Ellen purchased the LU brand. Yeah. So now they have a brand. Lick you, bitch. Uh, July 1889, her herd was some 41 cows. Ooh. Some 41. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> and she branded the calves. But also in July, local cattlemen were just completing the spring roundup. A stock detective named George Henderson spotted Ellen's newly branded calves. And they he, must be stolen. Yep. Oh, man. And he tells Bothwell all about it, who immediately assembled his neighbors. All of them were big operators, but not all of them believed they're dealing with thieves. But, but most also, of them were angry. M- most and, of them give, didn't give a fuck whether they're thieves or not. Either, yeah, they just so. want them the fuck out of there. Yep. Yeah. But and, most were angry and some were drunk. Well, I mean, 18, still in the 1800s. I was going to say, again, I just assume everybody's drunk. <laughs> and mostly angry. Yeah. Uh, they found the newly branded calves. Just their existence was enough proof for them. How dare you <laughs> exist? It's like if a cop pulled you over every time you had dealer plates. Oh, yeah. You know, it's kind of what we're doing here. So I got the state looking for a Sierra with a tag starting DLR. They don't got no match yet. I'm not sure that I agree with you 100% on your police work there, Lou. Yeah? Yeah. I think that vehicle there probably had dealer plates. So when they get to Ellen's house, she wasn't home. She had visited a Shoshone camp. Must be guilty. Oh, fuck, and she's consorting with natives. Oh, my gosh. She's a witch. Burner. (laughs) She bought some moccasins there and was walking home. Oh, no. She's wearing alternative footwear. She's a witch. Mm Mm-hmm. With her was a 14-year-old John DeCorey. Definitely a witch, hanging out with youngsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was her ward. Mm. Cabin boy. Yep. <laughs> she found the cattlemen surrounding her home. Uh, she tried to explain that she had purchased I like them. The, okay, you see these guys surrounding your home? Don't don't go home. They've, they've got <laughs> to surround it. Right. Yeah, you got like, new moccasins. I don't fucking live here. I'm different. Not my house. I'm different people <laughs> until you stop surrounding it. Hey, you guys let me in here? I want, you know, I want to get in my house. Yeah. Uh, you guys she, want some pizza? Yeah, it's not a, <laughs> not a, not a great move, Kate, is all I'm saying. Uh, she did have a bill of sale, but it was in the bank in Rollins. 
they put Ellen in a buggy and headed to over to Avril's place. Nobody puts Ellen in a buggy. Where they put him in a buggy, too, at gunpoint. <gasps> uh, Jim and Ellen were pulled near a large pine. A rope was pulled over a branch. Ooh, pine is not the ideal hanging tree, really. No, not really. It's like really. a bunch of other limbs hanging there, like poking you and getting sap on oh, you. Oh, yeah, like, like being hung from a fucking cedar tree or something? Yeah. Uh, Frank Buchanan was a friend of Jim's. Uh, arrived on the scene and watched from a distance of 50 yards. And masturbated in the bushes. Mm-hmm. He fired his pistol, which was a long shot for a pistol, and hit one of the men in the hip. Cattlemen returned fire, and Buchanan ran out of bullets. So he rushes off. Uh, Ellen and Jim were pushed off early due to the gunfire. Their hands weren't tied, and their necks didn't break. So they hung there struggling until they suffocated. Yeah. Because so those guys wouldn't let her go arms. to Rollins and get her bill of sale. Yep. Mm-hmm. Man, the eggs on their face when they finally see that yeah, bill of sale. They're going to feel yeah. so bad. So bad. Almost like they'll go back and bury them and stuff and not just like leave dirty notes on them and leave them <laughs> hanging there for as a warning. Oh, wait, uh, that's what they did, right? Yep. For two days uh, until a posse from Casper cut them down. Oh, uh, what a nice posse. And the six men who hanged them, they all walked free, not even getting in- indicted. And that bill of sale probably disappeared somewhere. Then the Stockman's Association spun the story in the papers that they were cattle cake. Well, spun the, pa- the story in the papers that they owned? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Uh, that year, Wyoming becomes a state. One provision addressed private did it, did armies. It, did it, though? No. I mean, is it even now, really? No, not really. <laughs> uh, so the private armies are banned, except for the blessing of the state. <laughs> So, wonder who gets that blessing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1890, it was kind of calm for the prosecution of cattle thieves. Uh, the Stock Growers Association was low on money to prosecute. Oh, poor guys. Uh, but some were still tried. Two of them were Major Frank Wolcott and William C. Irvine, big ranchers in Converse County. Like Chuck Taylor's? Mm-hmm. The Converse weapon, that's a shoot, that's magic, do what he was born to do. Maybe so, but that's not all. They let Isaiah play like he's ten feet tall. For the kind of moves that never fail, the weapon's the choice of Kevin McHale. The same is true for Mark McGuire. When I wear weapons, I'm on fire. Well, what can the weapons do for King? Well, I can do just about anything. You already know what they did for me. What? I walked away with the MVP. The Converse uh, weapon, the number one weapon. 1891 Walcott and Irvine decide strong action against rustlers should be taken. Uh, they looked up to Stuart Stranglers that operated years before in Montana. Mm-hmm. Uh, they with Hiram I-Jams. What? I-J-A-M-S. Hiram I-Jams. That definitely sounds like an alien trying to play like a Mormon settler or something. Like. <laughs> also, I-Jams. I am Hiram I-Jams. I-Jams I sounds like from a, the Great Salt Lake. Sounds like Bluetooth headphones from the dollar store. <laughs> Can you show me to Joseph Smith? <laughs> uh, they assemble a team of employees from the Stock Rovers Association to kill selected individuals. Employees. Uh, Walcott was removed from the U.S. Marshals in 1875. He was described as, quote, offensive to the most, almost the whole people. Mm. That's kind of a sentence. And he was suspected of taking bribes, too. So he's a good guy. That's offensive to almost the whole people. Yeah. I just like the employees like, hey, man, nice gun. What do you do around here? I'm an accountant. (laughs) (laughs) So he starts a ranch near Glen Rock, Wyoming. Glen Rock. Mm Mm-hmm. 
which is uh, two opposite things. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at this rocky glen. That's not okay. Yeah, it's it's uh, what is it? East of Casper. Okay. Uh, by uh, Douglas. Okay. Where uh, the jackalope? Yep. Where the jackalope played. He moved on to the government hay reserve, which fed nearby Fort Fetterman. Hay reserve? Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to break into the government hay reserve. We're going to steal 40 bales, bales of hay. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Put them under your coat. That's parlay. Yeah. <laughs> Mission Impossible, 1888. Uh, the government ordered him off, but he ignored him. Uh, he fenced off the area that included little and big deke creeks. Just yelling, fuck, fuck the police. Now I'm going to fence up big dick creek. You bet. <laughs> yep. Big dick creek <laughs> is mine. Uh, when settlers tried to settle there, he fought them off with any means available. Uh, one settler built a cabin and he fenced it off. Uh, I like all this, this passive aggressive fencing, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like if I park in your parking space and you just build a fence around my car. Yeah. You know? Mine. Then that settler has to go away to work. When he returned to the cabin, uh, it was burned with all the hay, too, and all the fences cut. Uh, he was disheartened and left. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can understand why people in this county were shooting each other a lot, though. There's a lot of dickery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, two other men named Sumner Beach and Tom Brannan. Former employees of all cuts uh, refused to be intimidate, intimidated Intim- by him. Intimidated? Oh, fuck. You just turned Australian again. Intimidated. Intimidated. Or is that like indicted and intimidated at the same time? <laughs> uh, they were soon visited uh, by Three ghosts, plagues. one from the future, one from the past. <laughs> Plague-like calamities. Oh, like locusts and shit? Mm-hmm. Uh, Walcott said... Man, those cattlemen are powerful. They can throw down locusts, <laughs> dust devils, and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walcott sent emissaries to them to threaten false charges of wrestling. Wrestling? Mm-hmm. Wrestling. Wrestling. WWF. They made competing claims on the land and bribed officials to enter an earlier date on the claim. They filed false civil lawsuits against them. Brandon cut logs for a house... Walcott had his men throw them in Deer Creek. Oh, maybe not, not Dean Creek or what did I? Deke Creek. Deke yeah. Creek. Big Deer Deke Creek and Little Deke Creek. Yeah. Deer Creek sounds Deke, a little, little more like it. Likely. I can look up if there's a Deke Creek. Uh, probably not. It's probably a typo. I want there to be a Deke Creek. Big Deke Creek. <laughs> uh, Walcott threatened to kill Beach, and when that didn't work, he actually sent a man to kill him. But Beach got the drop on the assassin and killed him. Oh, no. Oh. That's how I got sent to prison. Oh, yes. I mean, well, I, I, you threw all your logs in the river. and I mean, there's, yeah, well, I mean, they're going to do just everything to each yeah. other. I'm going to spit in your food. <laughs> Put fucking hair, Ec- hair in your mouth while you Put sleep. X-lax in your coffee. Mm-hmm. So Walcott kind of railroads Beach. He used his position as justice of the peace and forced a murder indictment against Beach. Uh, the grand jury was foreman was a fellow member of the Stockman's Association. There is a Deke Creek. Oh, maybe I'm in, right. But it's in Montana. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Uh, the fellow member of the stock, the jury's foreman was a fellow member of the Stockman's Association. Shocking. And he was one of the men who lynched uh, Ella Watson and Jim Averill, Cattle Kate. 
but people knew Walcott around town and quickly quitted Beach for the murder. So there's still some good people hey, around. That is kind of fucked up that he sends a guy to like kill this dude, and then when when the when the assassin gets killed, then it's like, oh, cool. Well, well he's not dead, but I can at least like send him to trial him for, for murder. murder. Yeah, <laughs> to because he I killed. made I made him kill a guy in self defense, yeah. but now he's a murderer. Exactly. Yeah, yeah totally. But in 1891, Walcott was kind of going broke. The winter because he's spending all his money on hitmen and fucking. Or wait, that's the other guy. No, that no, was Walcott. That was Walcott. Okay. Yeah. There's so many dicks in here. I can't keep all the. Like dicks I said, here. it's like watching a fucking mafia movie. With like Tony DeFingers, fucking Paulie Walnuts. Fuck, so many fucking names. Big Dick Johnson. Big Dick. Big Dick Creek. <laughs> By 1892, he had to turn over part of his property to mortgagees. Uh, despite his reputation, Walcott did have a few friends. One was Bill Irvine, who owned a ranch only a few miles south of his. He was also a hothead. Uh, Hiram Ijims. Oh, yeah, that guy. Though, Hiram Ijims. He was with him, but he wasn't like Walcott and Irvine. Because he was a fucking alien trying to pretend he's a Mormon settler. I told you that. Uh, he didn't run a big spread, but he was still involved in the Stockman's Association being its secretary. He did that until his death in 1896. So he was kind of more of a toady. Okay. A what? A toady. toady. Like the band? Mm-hmm. Yes. Those guys are great live. Make up your mind. Decide to walk with me. Decide to walk Around the lake tonight. By my side. Wait, what? So what? What would what would a toady be? It's a, a lackey, a fucking. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, a poly, okay. poly fucking walnuts. Okay, got it. Literally, but yeah, I'm like, yeah, toadies was that's about the first concert I ever got to go to. Was yeah, like white zombie toadies and super suckers in Bismarck. Mm-hmm. That sounds awesome. Then we couldn't find Ben Hyman, so we had him paged over the intercom. Yeah. Sean Yasold had a sprained wrist the whole time. Oh yeah. And there was a bunch of Christian parents praying for us out in the parking lot. <laughs> so you got that going for you. Well, to be fair, when it's called devil music, you know. When they call that themselves. Like very literally, yeah. I mean, you can understand these idiots' concern, but also fuck off. 1891, the new state of Wyoming created the Wyoming Livestock Commission. That sounds more official than... To carry out some of the regulatory actions the Stockman's Association Carters. did. Uh, the Stockman's Association were wary of the state, uh, believing that they'd be treated um, unfairly. Or know. more or less like everyone else, like treated equally with other categories. Yeah. Unfairly in their mind. Yeah. yeah. Sure. But the Stockman's Association quickly hijacked the Wyoming Livestock Commission. Ijims took over as Secretary of the Livestock Commission. Governor Warren appointed three commissioners that were active in the old organization including Billy Irvine. So basically they so just they fucking, changed, they all got changed like, the name. Yeah, they all got like what, uh, cabinet seats or whatever in this shit. And just so like, 
Yeah, so it's like any corporation now where they're just like lobbying to fucking get rid of any kind of oversight. Or competition, mm. yeah. Or competition or yeah. Anything. Fucking no. No regulations. No regulations. <laughs> Uh, enemies of the Stockers Association, like Jack Flagg and others. Or any rancher that's not in the Stockers Association. Mm-hmm. When they brought in their cattle to market in the fall of 1891, they, they were, were all labeled strays, and they were seized by the state. You get what's happening there, right? Yeah. Holy fuck. So they had to go to Cheyenne to prove their ownership, despite their brands on them. And I'm sure they were still there waiting for them when they got back. And not hadn't been sold at all by people that didn't own them. What a colossal fucking waste of time, man. <laughs> Jesus. And also there was a Northern Wyoming Protective Association. That was headed by Fred Hess. And on its board of trustees included Frank Canton. No good. They also worked with the new Wyoming Livestock Commission. Fuck. So make it even more complicated. So Walcott and Irvine led the effort to assassinate men they deemed rustlers. Not wrestlers. Uh, World Wrestling Federation. Cream of the crop. They had the support of the Stock Growers Association. IJAMs would accumulate all the quote-unquote evidence. Basically just rumors. Make shit up. I read this in the paper that I own. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The assassinations would be carried out by Frank Canton, uh, Fred Coates, Billy Likens, Joe Elliott, and Mike Shonzi. Uh, they were all men who were employees of the Wyoming Stock Growers Association. Uh, carried out its first lynching in June 1891 against Tom Wagoner, who lived near Newcastle, who dealt in horsies. When he died, he had more than 1,000 horsies. That's well, a lot of horsies. That's pretty impressive. He must have stole them. Yep, must have stolen them. And I'm sure they also uh, you know, all went to good homes that had nothing to do with the uh, Cattle Growers Association. And, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure, they were paid a fair market value for it too. Sure. So three men go to Wagoner's house June fourth, saying they were deputies come to arrest him for horse theft, supposedly to take him to jail in Newcastle. Uh, Twelve days later, Wagoner's body was found hanging from a tree in an out of the way gully. Some kind of freak accident. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His face was already black, and the rope had cut deep wounds into the swollen flesh. Damn. So he was. Overdone. Uh, the three men who hung him were probably Elliot Coates and Lincolns. Or Likens. Oh, Likens. But like no that. one was ever arrested for the killing. Uh, the big cattlemen accused rustlers of killing Wagner, which was. <laughs> <laughs> the, okay. Accuse him of being a rustler, then kill him, and then accuse rustlers, rustlers of killing him. Yes. Mm-hmm. However, are uh, you going to mention his, his buddy that also got killed? Who's that? Uh, that would be uh, Jimmy the Butcher. <laughs> so, probably not hanging out with the most reputable people, but yeah, his other, well, maybe his other buddy just, also got killed maybe because he's he had just once a fucking been from... Oh, I suppose he could have been, yeah. I mean, you'd think it's a hard nickname, yeah. but yeah, maybe, Back in the maybe day, he's like... just a butcher, I, I guess, yeah. <laughs> guy named Nate Champion was next on their list. Oh, yes. This is my guy. He was called the king of uh, rustlers by the big cattleman. Even though there's no proof that he ever rustled. Yep. Which same. means he was a fucking preschool teacher or something. Pretty much. Oh, he, well, no, he's pretty much uh, John McClane is what he ends up kind of being. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. No charges were ever brought against him, but he still had that nickname. Yep, because they somehow wrote about it in the paper all the time. 
1891, two incidents demonized Champion in the eyes of the big cattleman. Five of Champion's cows got mixed in with Mike Shonzi's. Champion went to Shonzi and asked him to separate them, which Shonzi did. But Shonzi just scattered the five cows. Just to be a dick? Yep. Set them um, off there. Champion wow. let Shonzi know that he didn't appreciate that. It's like, hey, man, you got that fucking $5 you owe me? Oh, yeah, here's your $5. Just throws $5 in pennies, like, into the street. <laughs> yeah. Here you go, fucker. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, the second incident was a little more significant. Involved Robert Tisdale, who ran a big operation in southern Johnson County. Uh, Tisdale moved 2,000 head to the Hole in the Wall area. Which is famous for? The Hole in the Wall? Yeah. The Hole in the Wall gang. Yeah, it's a famous, famous, like, where outlaws hang out and hide out from law enforcement. Cool. I tried to find the their, their signs out there. You can't find it. But you can't find out. out. I, I didn't find it. Wouldn't be a hideout if there's signs. Are they just kicking it in a cave or something? Pretty much. Or I don't even think it's a cave. I think it's like a fucking a canyon. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so after Champion brought his 200 head out to the pasture there, Tisdale took offense at this. And pulled out his cattle out of there. But he also pulled out some of Champion's as well. Champion went after the herd to claim his beeves. Uh, Champion and his group were well armed and acted uh, aggressively in reclaiming the cattle. Reclaiming? Reclaiming. There we go. Fred Hess used this as an example as blatant theft. Rustling! You're taking back your cows! (laughs) Rustling! That was the... the Rustling seems like this era's... Like fake news or whatever. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Terrorism. Terrorism. <laughs> yeah. Uh, November 1st, 1891, Nate Champion was sleeping with his kitty cat in his small cabin in the hole in the wall. Uh, well, four- what else is he sleeping with under his pillow? Oh, well, let's see. Rocket launcher. Rocket launcher. Four men crept towards the cabin. Uh, that was probably Canton, Coates, Elliots, and Lichens. Wearing masks and stripy shirts and. Mm-hmm. Jonesy not, not was also... He's, he's just wearing fucking, like, moss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. Jonesy was there, but he was holding the horsies. Uh, two men burst through the door. Champion pretended to yawn and reach for a gun. It's like, uh, from under his pillow. Yeah. No, it's like the movie theater arm around the girl trick. Well, uh, it's the, I have a gun taped to the middle of my fucking back. Yeah. It's John McClane. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, totally. Fuck. That's awesome. Yippee-ki-yay. Motherfucker. So two shots were fired at him. One so close it left powder burns on his face. I'll show you some powder burns. Uh, his re- uh, champion returned fire and caused panic as the killers piled out of the cabin. <laughs> champion shot at one man running away. Uh, he grabbed his stomach. Uh, the man who got shot was Billy Likens. Mm-hmm. Uh, he took a month to die from his wounds. <laughs> God, it's what you get. Fuck yeah, around and find out. Mm-hmm. I like how like how they turn into little boys all of a sudden when when they oh no when somebody actually shoots yeah, back. Totally, <laughs> shit. Hey man, that's not fair. Not part of the plan. We yeah. were supposed to kill you, Mister. <laughs> not the other way around. So champion spots a rifle outside and went to go get it. A uh, man jumped from behind the cabin and aimed at him. Ha! But then jumped back into the brush and escaped. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Champion said he didn't recognize the man. Champion and his friend Gilbertson took off after him. Three days later, they found six branded horses, one owned by Joe Elliott, 
as well as gear and a bloody tarp. So Champion went to his neighbor, John A. Tisdale, who had worked for TR on his ranch. And with another man went to Beaver Creek Canyon. Well, the other man Maybe is, that's the canyon there. Well, and the other man is Orly Ranger Jones. Oh. There they saw Mike Shonzi, who Champion suspected in being one of the men who attacked him. Every time you say, I'm sorry, but every time you say Shonzi, it's just Letterkenny because there's the one hockey player is Shorzy and the other one is Jonesy. So it's now a... <laughs> oh. Fuck you, Riley. I made your mom so wet, Trudeau deployed a 24-hour infantry unit to stack sandbags around my bed. So Champion threatened to kill him if he didn't give up the names of the men who tried to kill him. So Shonzi gives up all the names. Yeah. John A. Tisdale, the neighbor... He was assassinated December 1st, 1891. Uh, he came to Buffalo November 25th, probably the first time since the attack on Champion. He spoke to Sheriff Red Angus. <laughs> the whoremonger. <laughs> Still good. Uh, Tisdale kind of becomes alarmed for his safety, and he drank heavily, which was kind of uncharacteristic for him. Well, he's scared, so he's going to do some shots. That's mm-hmm. what you do. So he was afraid to set out for home alone. Because he thought somebody might try to kill him. Shocking. Uh, no one would go with him, though. Because they thought somebody was going to try to kill him. <laughs> so he bought a double-barreled shotgun to take with him. Oh, nice. Just for the road, huh? <laughs> like impulse buy? Like getting uh, you know, a pack of gum when you're check- checking out of the yeah. park? Uh, give me the beef jerky. And, uh, uh, that coach gun. <laughs> uh, his wagon was full of provisions, including his kids' Christmas gifts. Okay, like you saw an orange and some socks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, the road was muddy, and he made it five miles to cross to the Cross H Ranch, where he again expressed fear for his life. Then he sets out about 8 a.m. About 10, he came to a gulch where a man waited in ambush for him. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Same guy that jumped out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the guy in ambush shot first, and he hit the handle of Tisdale's pistol and glanced off. The second shot hit him in the torso, though. A mortal wound. The man led the horses down the gulch and shot all the horses and his dog. And Tisdale bled all over his Christmas gifts. Awesome. Good That's, God. That took a turn. What a fucking psycho. I was going to say, this has been pretty pretty fucked up as, like, the human toll. But that's 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 some I mean, that's just like the bloodlust, like, kicked in. And he's like, I gotta kill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, that's how, like, a revenge movie starts. Yeah. It's like that happens and the kid... Comes and finds the bloody orange and pair of socks, and then picks up the shotgun, you know, from the wreckage, yeah. and yeah, that's how that starts. Yep. You know, uh, the people people of Buffalo were irate. The beefalo, peopleo, people peopleo, because Tisdale was a very popular and kind of a stand-up guy. Two days later, another body was found. Orly Ranger Jones, yep, uh, was shot to death and was actually shot after Tisdale. Uh, Ranger Jones was 23 years old. He was engaged to be married and was building a cabin on the Red Fork. Uh, Ranger Jones was shot in the back. Of course. Fucking whoever shot him is a fucking poltroon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Catton even asked to be put in jail because he was suspected of the crimes. Well, this is what Catton looks like, by the way. I like the fact that they actually took his picture while it's snowing. You don't see that happening a lot. Yeah, he kind of looks... I mean, this looks like an old Russian dude almost. Well, it looks it's like fucking, fucking Kurt Russell wearing fucking... Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, he wanted to clear his name. Um, he was afraid of vigilantes, too. 
Catton was represented by Mayor Charles Burrett. The case was heard by Justice of the Peace C.H. Parmley. Catton had enough people step up with alibis for him, and Parmley said there hadn't been enough evidence. But if charges would come, if more evidence could be found. Uh, If Canton was in town at the time, that left Joe Elliott and Fred Coates as possible suspects. Or any number of other fucking people. Mm -hmm. No one knows why Jones was killed. He wasn't known as a rustler, except for he was just a small-time cattleman. That's why he was killed. No shit. (laughs) No one knows. Why could he possibly have been killed? It's a mystery. (laughs) So Johnson County files uh, charges against Canton in December 1891. Uh, Charlie Bosch thought he saw them there at the scene and must have now been willing to say it was Canton for sure because he wouldn't step uh, forward before. But Canton got out of town before he could be arrested. Uh, Canton went to Chicago, where he sent for his wife and kids earlier. So he had already an escape plan. Uh, They had contracted diphtheria, and one of his kids died. Uh, Now even the Washington Star wrote about Buffalo. So the bigger papers are writing about this. Yeah, and they're calling Buffalo like, Oh, the shithole of cow pirates and, you know, (laughs) all the people in Buffalo are fucking human garbage that'll do nothing but steal your cows and shoot you. Yep. So, obviously, the Cattlemen's Association was feeding all these lies. Oh, great. Um, Basically, anything that was datelined from Cheyenne was coming from the big cattlemen. Yeah. And it was mostly shitting on the people of Johnson County, specifically Buffalo. Mm Mm-hmm. 1892, February, Joe Elliott... Uh, was uh, held for attempted murder of Nate Champion. Champion fingered Elliot for being one of the men who tried to kill him. Fingered Elliot, did he? Two mm-hmm. levels deep. <laughs> Elliot was kept in jail. Uh, he complained that he wasn't safe and cried like a child constantly. Aha, take that. Stock detective Elliot. Uh, he wasn't worried so much for the Champion case, but the other two murder cases that were open too that they might pin on him because they actually did it. Uh, March 22nd, 1892, a Chicago paper reported that Nate Champion was head of a rustling gang. Which there's absolutely no evidence of. Of course, supplied by the Stockman's Association. They also mentioned Jack Flagg, Lee West, and Al Allison. That's a creative name. (laughs) And early Bob Robertson and Al Allison and Dick Dickerson. Yep. So in early March, a plan was hatched to carry out a war of extermination. Uh, Hiram Igems again spoke of hiring men to kill thieves. They would hire men from Texas. Break oh, them. no. All of which I'm sure were men that had never done any thieving or killing before. <laughs> oh, no. Just Not- ac- accountants and altar boys and zookeepers and the like. And they would break them into five-man groups. Uh, they planned to kill about 30 men, and that should scare the rest off. Yeah, that'll teach you to have laws and stuff. Then they upped it to 70 men, which included Sheriff Red Angus, uh, three Johnson County commissioners, Joe, Joe DeParth, DeBarth, who was the editor of the Buffalo Bulletin, and Robert Foote, the Buffalo Merchant. And Nate Champion was a specific target for the expedition. Of course. Of course. It, it almost seems like these rich cattlemen uh, feel like they're uh, suddenly emboldened and like above the law. It's kind of shocking how, mm-hmm. how it I mean, surprising. Because they have the law working for them. Shocking. (laughs) 
Uh, Walcott and Irvine were probably the ones who formulated the plan. They got help from acting Governor Barber. He's not a barber, just a governor, not a barber, too. Well, oh, oh, I see. He probably had to make a second job or something. Yeah. Yeah. Governor Barber. He sent out telegrams to every Wyoming National Guard saying, quote, take orders from the government, not the local sheriff. <laughs> uh, they went about gathering men and uh, munitions. No, imagine that. Yeah. And at that time, I don't think it would have actually been National Guard. Would it have been probably just state militia? Still. Probably, yeah. So they would start the expedition April 5th, right after the meeting of the Stock Growers Association. They paid the men $5 a day. Uh, the regular pay for a cowboy was $1.50 a day. And $50 for each quote-unquote rustler killed. So you get bonuses. Oh, Jesus. So now you're going to be like, oh, he looks like a rustler. Yep. Dead. Mm-hmm. It's like the fucking... Uh, Bounty, what? Bounties on Apache's scalps mm-hmm. and stuff. Well, like, I was thinking also like uh, fucking uh, ticket quotas for cops and shit. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Major Frank Wolcott would lead the expedition, and Brr Bill Irvine would be his second in command. And 12 other big ranchers went along, including Fred Hess. Oh, wow. Hold on. Uh, National Guard uh, since 1824 in New York, since 1903 nationwide. Oh, wow. Crazy. Nationwide, that's a little late, though. Yeah. Uh, Of course, Frank Catton was going along with other ranch foremen and employees. Uh, The Northern Wyoming Stock Growers Association and a group of small farmers announced a roundup. Roundup. This is the last uh, straw for the big timers. Uh, They were planning on holding it earlier so they can get to the Mavericks before the big timers could. At least that's what they thought. Uh, The big uh, cattlemen filed an injunction and stopped the roundup, though. I don't know (laughs) how you do that in court. They can't. Cease and desist rounding up. Mm -hmm. So the invading force of uh, Texans and whoever's left Cheyenne about 6 p.m. April 5th. Here's a picture of the invading force of Texans and whoever's. I can't make it bigger because the the Wyoming history page I'm using uh, doesn't have features like that for some reason. Like can't can't open a new link and I can't embiggen and I can't fucking get it together. Wyoming history. That's all. This is all the. Those are the invaders. Shitheads from Texas. They're, they're, we're probably going to start calling them the invaders because that's what everybody else starts calling them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's fine. So they wanted to get to Buffalo as soon as possible and kill Sheriff Red Angus. And also all the Johnson County commissioners. And also all of the women and children and everything that's not a cow. So they think after they destroyed the leadership, they could kind of kill at their leisure. There's no one left to stop us. Exactly, yeah. This isn't some kind of Mars attack shit or anything, no. (laughs) (laughs) So Walcott got the Texan cowboys there from Denver. The total of the men reached 52. Along came two journalists and a doctor. Uh, They cut telegraph wires along the way. So they couldn't couldn't warn anybody. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, so, it's, it's the fucking purge. So they're period, yeah, right? they're they're they know they're about to go fuck some shit up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, okay. so just absolutely premeditated, fucking well funded, well planned, well armed. Damn, dude. And then tune in next week to find out what happens after they cut the telegraph lines. But until then, we're gonna go out in a hail of gunfire. There we go.